You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Have you ever stopped to think about how weird it is that we make sounds with our mouths? Ah, uh, e, o, u. And somehow that ends up as meaning? It's honestly kind of magical. Like, one person has an idea in their head and they can communicate it to countless others through movements of their lips and twirls of their tongue. In this episode of How Language Works, we're zooming in on those individual sounds, the ones that form the basis for the language that we use every day. So if learning about language piques your curiosity, then buckle up, friend, because in this episode, I'm taking you on a journey into the fascinating field of phonetics. You'll get to discover some of the magic behind how speech sounds work and learn about the wide-reaching yet little-known impact that our t's and ch's actually have on our everyday lives. By the end, you'll have a clearer understanding of what phonetics is, how speech sounds work, and why it all matters. And for those of you who might not know me yet, I'm Emily. I've long been fascinated by language, so much so that I went and got a PhD in linguistics. And now... I get to share all the information I've learned about how language works with you. Okay, quick, what's the difference between a z and a s sound? As in zip versus sip. Think about it. How would you tell someone to make a z sound into a s sound? If you're like most people, you can't quickly describe exactly what's happening in your mouth when you make those sounds. Most people would actually have to say them out loud to figure it out. That's because a lot of our knowledge about our own speech sounds is automatic. That means not consciously available to us. If you did pronounce it out loud, you'd observe that the difference between making a z and a s sound has to do with your vocal cords. To make a z sound, you have to make your vocal cords vibrate. To make a s sound, you just have to tell your vocal cords to stop vibrating. There's actually a name for the actions of your vocal cords. It's called phonation. It's a pretty jargony term that most people wouldn't know. But you know who would know it? A phonetician. Phoneticians are the people who study, well, phonetics, which begs the question, what is phonetics? Phonetics is the scientific study of speech sounds in language. And when it comes to learning about the speech sounds that exist across the roughly 7,000 languages around the world, there is so much to explore. But in this episode, we're sticking to the basics. That means starting with the speech stream. What's a speech stream, you ask? Well, the words I'm saying right now are a perfect example. My speech stream is composed of the sound waves that result from me flapping my lips, moving my tongue, and vibrating my vocal cords. And from that movement of my articulators, that's what we call all the parts of my mouth and face that move, the sound stream streams on as sound waves pass from my mouth to your ear. Okay, I know, I know. Obviously, your computer is mediating my sound to you right now, but work with me here. Now, in English, your articulators rely on combinations of just around 25 basic gestures to form almost all of the speech you ever produce. And a quick shout out here to my favorite articulator. Did you know that your tongue is among the fastest and most precise of any muscle in your entire body? Pretty impressive. Now, imagine for a moment that you're a trained phonetician, 
right? That's the word for the people who study phonetics. Now, if you're a trained phonetician, that means that you'd be able to describe speech streams with incredible precision, and you'd have an intimate understanding of the physiological mechanisms that drive speech production and speech perception. Now, do you have a guess as to what would be the main tool in your phonetician's starter kit? I mean, after all, architects have blueprints, gardeners have shovels, cartographers have maps. So what would be the main tool in the toolkit of a phonetician? Well, it's the IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet. The IPA is the global notational standard for the phonetic representation of all human languages. In layman's terms, this means the IPA is a set of symbols an alphabet, if you will, that can adequately represent all the possible sounds that exist across human languages. And you've probably seen it before. It's the transcription you see in dictionaries with funky symbols that lets you know how to pronounce the word, if you know how to read it. If you want to know more about what the IPA is and how to use it, which can be really helpful for mastering pronunciation if you're learning language, then stay tuned for our upcoming episode where we break down everything you need to know about the IPA. To be sure, there is much more to our speech sounds than meets the eye. Or should I say ear? Sure, our speech sounds are fun to learn about, but what not everyone knows about phonetics is that as a field of study, it has a lot of important real-world applications. And lucky for you, I'm going to share them with you right now. Without further ado, here are four of the most important ways that our speech sounds impact our daily lives. Number one language learning. Language teachers and speech therapists alike use phonetic information to teach target speech sounds to their students and patients. This goes for native and foreign language learning. And if you're learning a language and you'd like some fun and easy tips on how to master your pronunciation, then check out the episode we've linked for you in the description. Okay, number two, forensic evidence. This one might come as a surprise, but phonetic transcriptions and acoustic analyses of verbal exchanges or voice recordings are often used as evidence in police work and on trial. Imagine there's an audio recording of an important conversation that's being used as a piece of evidence in a court case. The words can and can't, for example, only differ by one speech sound, that T. Now, if a phonetician were called upon as an expert witness, they would have the responsibility to conduct a careful acoustic analysis of whether the person in the recording produced that T sound or not. And in phonetics jargon, we wouldn't call it a T sound, of course. We would call it, by its jargony name, a glottalized voiceless dental plosive. But for this episode, let's just call it a T. And of course, this analysis could have big implications for the outcome of a court case. And it's important to note that in conducting their analysis, the phonetician would do more than listen closely. They would likely analyze a spectrogram version of the audio file to look for key characteristics in the frequencies of the sound waves. Okay, number three, emerging technologies. Acoustic phonetic measurements are the basis for all the speech recognition software that you interact with daily on your electronic devices. For example, when you tell your phone to remind you to buy groceries at 5 p.m., it's taking your speech as auditory input and translating that into written text and then executing the associated action item. Underlying that entire interaction is software that's been trained to decode human speech sounds, which is not an easy task. I mean, think of all the different ways a language can be spoken and pronounced. Of course, sometimes the software does get things wrong, but then again, so do we. Okay, last one, number four, understanding human cognition. 
Thinking more broadly, the field of phonetics aims to advance our scientific understanding of what's possible in human speech across global languages. For example, why do most languages have a p sound, but not a r sound? Why is it that most human babies' first sounds are something like mama or dada, and not some other sound? Why does the sound k sound hard and pointy to us, while the sound u sounds round and soft? Some of these speech sound questions have answers, and others remain a mystery. But the point is, if we think of this speech stream as a window into human cognition, then phonetics is one of our paths towards better understanding what it means to be human. Oh, and last thing, we have created a bunch of cool speech sound goodies for you, which you can access through the link in the description. They include a cheat sheet breakdown to help you remember what phonetics is and why it's important. It's basically a summary of everything I mentioned in this episode. And we also have it in a fun PDF slide deck form, if that's more your style. Well, there you have it. To recap, in today's episode, we covered the fact that most of our knowledge about how to produce speech sounds lies below our conscious awareness. But there is a whole field of study called phonetics that is dedicated to understanding our speech sounds and describing how we make them. Beyond being a window into human cognition, phonetics has real-life implications in areas such as language learning, forensic analysis, and emerging speech recognition technologies. You can now go out into the world and impress your friends by explaining what phonetics is and how it applies to the way that we use language every day. You're welcome. Well, thanks for listening. If you loved the episode, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast. And hey, maybe you'll even leave us a review. And as always, if you have an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear from us, let us know. We're always listening. Oh, and don't miss our next episode in this series, where we'll be diving deeper into the IPA. Yeah, the International Phonetic Alphabet. I'll be breaking down everything you need to know about how to use the IPA yourself. All of that and more next time on Adventures in Language. Bye.